0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode seventy-nine, and it's great to be back to talk all things Las Águilas del la América on here. And as always, I am joined by my two wonderful—well, that's debatable whether it's wonderful—but two great co-hosts, Mr. Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dan Dillon. How are we, gentlemen?
1: What's up, Queens? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs>
0: After my one week hiatus, I'm back. All righty, one week hiatus. You we hope you enjoyed your vacation. You were down at the Galapagos. We saw you had a wonderful time out there. Hopefully, you got a little bit. You came back a little bit more tan than than, than than Thank regular. You.
2: Yeah, that wasn't really my goal, but it kind of kind of sort of happened. So, what are you gonna do now?
0: Ah, uh, well. It is what it is. It is what it is. Gentlemen, well, we're back back on our new home channel here at the Resaca America YouTube page. And uh, we're excited because now we're finally at the point in where we can start talking all things Las Aguilas de la America in regards to the upcoming season, the upcoming Apertura. So plenty and plenty to talk about. We will dive into everything that was uh, the preseason for America. We'll look ahead into the campeon, the Campeones match against Tigres. We'll briefly recap a little bit of our L3 edition over here in uh, on the Eye podcast and what that meant for the Mexican national team. And then, uh, if time permits, hopefully it does, we will be talking about the Lady Aguilas and some significant changes that have gone through the through the team in regards to players leaving and coming, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to give the ladies a bit more of a time. Because uh, to be honest, they've had a much better preseason than than the men have this uh this whole uh, preseason. So, without further ado, are we ready to jump back into all of things Las la Aguas de la America, gentlemen? Si, senor. All yes. righty. Well, welcome to everyone who is on the live chat right now. Welcome. Uh, And to everyone who's listening right now on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify, thank you so much for making the journey and coming back so you guys can have all your latest news in regards to Las Aguilas and América in English here with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump and kick things off where we left things off not so long ago. We're going to give a brief recap of what happened in the Gold Cup final against Mexico versus the U.S. in what was Mexico's eighth edition of uh, coronating themselves as gold cup winner. So that match finished one to nil and briefly, we won't talk too much about it because that was kind of our last summer fling before we started talking about all things America. Uh, gentlemen, I just want, just want your brief little recap of what you guys thought after the game. And in regards to the whole competition as a whole for the Mexican national team.
1: Um, for me, you know, obviously the big thing was uh, like, you say, getting coordinated champions uh, winning the winning uh, the gold cup, you know, going undefeated throughout the whole thing, um, a lot of positives to take away, uh, some negatives too as well, especially in, the, in this uh, game. Um, you know, the first half wasn't pretty, but you know, a good positive sign that I take away from it too is I thought they was able to adjust at halftime and get get things going a little bit for the national team in the second half.
2: righty, Christian. No, yeah, I completely agree with Dylan. I think that's one of the the key things that happened during that match, and kind of speaks of what that that can do during the games, you know, we saw in the first half how, you know, it was looking very shaky for us. But the the adaptation that that had in the second half, you know, made it possible for us to become champions.
0: Definitely a game in which Mexico looked shaky in the first half, dominated most of the second half, and um, I think a couple of tactical, you know, geniuses by Tata Martino in regards to some of the players shifting and some of the players actually putting in a shift towards that last couple of uh, couple minutes in that game really determined the factors for Mexico. So now the game ended. Uh, Mexico gets coronated champions of. CONCACAF yet again um I just kind of want you guys to give me uh kind of the good and the bad for Mexico this competition and uh what can we look forward for the future of
1: L3 uh to me it it really felt like almost a repeat of the last World Cup edition they had I I mean I know you can't put a lot into it because it was two different managers but like I feel like this team like especially going into the tournament was, was pretty high um on the horse and all of a sudden as the tournament on, they just got, they just went down, 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 down. And that's the same thing that for me happened in the last gold cover Went down, down, down. Then all of a sudden you saw uh, the semifinal exit in the, from the last one. Uh, but overall, you know, you, you can take away some of the positives, especially the one where you see that the adjust uh, for, um, for this team and uh, really out-coaching uh, the United States in the end in the final.
2: Christian? Yeah, no, I think uh, one good thing that we can take away from this tournament is that we we won it, you know, missing key players. Chucky Lozano, Carlos Vela, Héctor Herrera, the list goes on. I think that's a, that's a good thing that we kind of have, you know, players left over that can that can help you win a tournament like this. You know, the bad, you know, we, like Dylan mentioned, we kind of went on like an, on a downward spiral. And especially against Haiti and Costa Rica, that's when we really looked uh, like our our worst this tournament. And I think if Tata can, can figure out how to how to play against teams like that that just sit back the whole entire game waiting for us to make a mistake, um, I think we should be in good shape. But overall, I think it was a it was a good tournament for a good tournament and a good first impression to the Tata era.
0: righty. understandably, uh, I would I would uh, agree. Uh, maybe throw a little bit of caution to the wind uh, to some of the people that uh, maybe thought this competition was going to be a bit. Too easy for us. We did complicate ourselves, but I guess that's kind of the Mexico thing to do, right? Yeah. Um,
2: we've seen the you know
0: full. ultimately it's debatable the squad all of this whatever at the end of the day job decently well done and I think you know just kind of you know say you're your last hurrahs and you know yeah I, I I'd give it about a B. B? B all right I give it no. B. you you doing
1: yeah I give it about a solid B all
0: right Alrighty. okay. Already Perfect. Well, uh, that does it for us. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our L3 edition of the podcast that was this summer. Hopefully you guys did uh, enjoy some of the live coverage that we did, were able to bring you guys. So thank you so much to every single one of you who have supported us and continue to support us to this day in regards to bringing you guys all this coverage, uh, not just America, but also uh, English coverage of the Mexican national team because of that also uh, we were able to go down, I was able to go down to Pasadena and, it, you know, for one of the group stage matches, which was an amazing experience to be able to bring you guys, uh, you know, such great content and to be able to interact and interview some of you guys was amazing, phenomenal. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, everyone here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. We we cannot stretch this enough to, and, and, and say thank you so much for, for all the love and the support that you guys continue to give us and hopefully we can repay you guys back with much, much better content. So Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into Las Aguilas de la América. As we have seen in the past couple of days, it looks like uh, things are starting to crumble and fall in Miguel Herrera's camp. As things have not looked very well, ladies uh, gentlemen, it has not looked at all good for Las Aguilas de la América. So far, three consecutive losses in this preseason. Christian, I know you mentioned this before we got on. And uh, last season, when we were preparing for the Apertura, we were unbeaten. And yeah. now we're going into this new season, into this new competition, into what may be one of mo- our most difficult runs uh, for Miguel Herrera. And we're not looking good. We're not looking good at all. Um, I mean, the first question I'm going to throw out to you guys is, how are we feeling in regards to the team and how they've looked in these past couple of games. I know I know they're friendlies. I know you got to take it with a grain of salt, with a grain of salt, excuse me. And I know that there's a lot of youngsters coming through, that there's a lot of players that are still missing, that are out because of Copa America, because of Gold Cup. But should we still be concerned that America has lost in the way that they have and in the fashion that they have? Or is this something that we can shrug aside as long as we can perform come Sunday? Uh,
2: Well, the thing is, I feel uh, it's it's very hard to, to grade this team knowing that there are so many key elements missing to what makes America America. Having said that though, you know, it does, it does worry you that, you know, players that usually don't get the chance and, you know, young players coming up aren't really, you know, giving us performances that we would like to see. Um, it's uh, we, we look we look very disorganized. We're very messy. It looks like there's no system in place. Um And, you know, even when Herrera tries to adjust at halftime or even during the game, it just doesn't work. You know, you try putting players in positions that maybe they're not used to, but maybe they can give you something more. It's just not working. And, you know, it's disappointing, uh, but I don't I, I don't think we should hit the panic button just yet.
1: Well, I, I don't
2: think, I I think you're muted. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, sorry, sorry.
0: Let Let me go back to what you were just saying right now, and I think you bring up something that's really kind of uh really important, and that is our youngsters, our, our cantera. Is this something to be worried about? Because America isn't producing the Linuses, the Raul Jiménez's of the past, and we're we're not really pushing for the next big star because, let's face it, some of these players... Just have not put in the shift that some of that you know players like a uh, Diego Linus did you know back when he got minutes. Mm-hmm. You know is 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 that something we should be concerned about? And I'll ask you too, Dylan. Is is our is our our, our youth squad something that we should be questioning as well?
1: Well, I think to a certain extent you do. Um, you look at it. You look at this squad though. You see there was maybe like one maybe two players you kind of pick out and you're like, yeah, you know, you see something from them. It might've not been consistent the whole time, but you, you see the brass buds for them, but it, it just, it just sucks to suck to see like Christian was saying, frustrated to see this team play like this. Um, Especially like whenever the last time we talked, Ivan, um, you asked me, what, what can I expect from, from this team coming in? And yeah, you know, I was just being, I was just being straight honest with you. If, I just want to see this team play good. I want to see this team play with an identity. You know, if it if it's a if it's a close loss, then it's okay. You know, as long as the team's getting getting better and looking good as a team, then that's what matters in this preseason. But, God, like you can't say that about this team. I mean, you know, three defeats in a row, and you know it's it's not looking good. And it I wouldn't really say it's worrisome, but it's frustrating.
0: Yes. And now a lot of people, though, a lot of people, and, and I see some people in the chat is saying this as well, a lot of people are saying it's preseason, though. It's preseason. How much emphasis can we put on a preseason match? How right. much importance yeah. can we put on a preseason match? And I, to a certain degree, yes, there is, there is a point in which you kind of have to question, okay, yes, it's preseason, but at the same time, it... There's a reason why you play these games. There's a reason as to why you're in these uh, in these moments of preseason. It's because you want to showcase that you're at the level that you need to be at the beginning of the season. Not only to prepare yourself, but so also you can showcase the manager that you're one of the players to be taken in consideration for this upcoming season. And you just have not seen that through. Out this whole competition, whether it was the Colossus Cup, the Tour Aguila, whatever it may be, you just saw these players did not give 110%, and that's the thing that I think worries me the most, and it goes back to what you were saying, Dylan, is if the game was played out differently, if we lost in the matter that you showcased, that there was heart, that there was passion, that there was at least a drive to want to win this game, then there would be kind of no kind of panic sign from us because we could see that there was an effort. We could see that there was something coming out of these players, but the fact that there isn't, that's what worries me the most. And even though it is preseason and even though that some of these games, you can write them off as it's just being that I still don't see the players being turned on exactly and ready for this upcoming season, especially on such an important game. That is Sunday's campeon, the Campeones match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely too. And, um, you basically really just summed it up, Ivan. I mean, yeah, it's, they're friendlies. It's preseason. But you, you still want to see the team go out there and show you their identity that they've been working on. You know, because these guys have been training together for a while now, especially without those key players, some of them, Copa América. some of them in the Gold Cup, too. And so, you know, you want to see those youngsters step up, and you just don't see the identity after all the time they put into training, before these friendlies and you don't see it. That's, just, that's what the frustrating part is, is you don't know how this team's really going to come out, especially, like you said, this coming Sunday.
0: Christian, I, I beg to now ask you a question of depth in regards to this team. It's something that me and you talk about heavily uh, last season in regards to the America roster. And uh, a lot of questions. Now, in regards to whether or not there's enough depth in this America side, and we'll get to transfers and we'll we'll get to players leaving and and potentially coming in right now a little bit later in the podcast. But the players that we have right now at our disposal, you know, Mm -hmm. the players that are not here, we don't count them because obviously they're not. But the players that Pio Correra has at his disposal right now, and you see some of the youngsters that we just talked about, is there a sign of concern that America has no depth in this team at least talent wise to compete with with the Monterrey's with the Tigresses with uh, even potentially you know with the Cruz Azules?
2: Um, as of this moment no, I don't think we have enough to compete with the top tier teams. Now, that being said though, you know, there are players that you know haven't been in you know in sync in rhythm you know, to play at a competitor at a competitive uh, level yet. Take uh, take Giovanni dos Santos, our new signing, Nico Benedetti. You know, those, those players are you know coming off stings of not playing and injuries. So, you know, once players start coming back and you know we get all our starters back and we see who the actual bench is, then I think that's when we can make a true you know uh, a true assumption on you know the 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 level of depth that we have. But as of right now, and all the youngsters that I've seen live. And we've all seen in, um, in the preseason matches. No, we don't have, and it's a little bit concerning because you would like to have, you know, one or two youngsters really, you know, prove themselves that they're ready for, to take the next step.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's maybe one youngster that maybe has looked like a very good, decent player and that is Ortega. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which can come in, um, very key when we talk about, you know, some of the issues that we've seen you know, throughout the preseason matches and defense is, you know, marked I think high priority on Piojo's list in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I think that's something that we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about. Um Okay, so you know what? Let's 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 run down the score lines in, in, in between these last three games, right? You had Boca Juniors in a game in which you started actually winning this game, right? Uh which you actually thought was something that you thought, okay maybe this is a result that we can scrape on by. Looked somewhat decent in the first half. I know you were down at the stadium, Christian. You were able to catch this with with your own eyes. Um, You saw the team a little bit in a better perspective than you can on a television. But that game looked decent. That game looked well. Yes, you got two goals scored on. Okay. That was a result in which I think, Dylan, you could say, all right, we didn't win, but I I can at least have something tangible to take away from this game. Correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, like you
0: said. But then you get onto the next game, and, and don't let the scoreline fool you. It's 2 0, but that game could have easily turned out 5 0 for America. So mm-hmm. it was a bad game, really bad game against River Plate. So you lose that 1 2 0, gratefully enough that you didn't concede because of uh, River's poor lacking of finishing. And then you have this game, this game in which you thought this last game, where America finally had an opponent that you thought was at least on the same level, was at least on the same page as you, right? But you got played out, you know? In this Clasico, uh, not Clasico, excuse me, this Clasico Capitolino against Pumas out in Frisco, Texas, America loses 3-0. And yes, maybe the last, uh, the last goal was maybe not a penalty, but still... It, it's not to say that Pumas didn't have any more chances to not make this even more than the 3 mm-hmm. 0 result, you know. Yeah. And it's 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 that's the most shocking of of things is that in none of these games, maybe the exception of Boca, but none of these other games, could you say that America walked out and actually played a decent game, something positive to take away? Because that was like my next question: Is there anything, any positives that we can take from from this preseason preseason tour?
2: Um, I have I have a few. I mean, they're not they're not great, but I mean, they're they something to keep our eye on. Now, you know, our new signing Ruben Gonzalez duh, didn't look that bad to me. Uh, like you said, I got to see him live against Boca Juniors, and honestly, I think he he was one of probably the few that kind of were, was doing something and was trying to was trying to help out and try to create something and and try to keep the defensive structure intact. Um, another player, Cordoba, Cordova we we've seen last season, you know, little 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 bits of him uh, kind of, kind of shine throughout the season, you know, getting late goals, kind of calling our, our, our late song hero. You know, I didn't think he played that bad throughout these three games. I and did. the last one is a, a personal favorite of mine. You guys might disagree, but I think he had a decent preseason. I think No, I agree very, I agree. very, very, uh, active. He wants the ball more. And I've been preaching this all last season that we should utilize him more instead of burning out Renato Ibarra, because teams figure, figure us out very quickly. And we see what Ibarra can do. And he really impressed me against Boca Juniors uh, when I went there at the stadium.
0: Um, yes, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, this new signing that kind of came out of the blue with Ruben Gonzalez. Um, it, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit more about it once we get to signings right now. But um, I think he's a good incorporation. I think he's someone that America lacked last season. Um, and a lot of people will scratch their head and say as to why, but um, I, I'll get into that a little bit more, but just kind of to give you guys that, that kind of thought in your head and, and, and I'll get to my explanation a little bit later. But, yes, he's he's one of the positives. Uh, the win was another player that I think uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing. He looks he looks like he has creativity. It's just when he wants to, he show ups. Yeah. And I need him to continue. And that's to the problem. To show up.
2: The, cons- the consistency has always been his problem.
0: Yeah. He's definitely one of those players that can be a game changer. We saw it against Leon. We saw what he was doing to Navarro. Yeah. What he's capable of doing on the wing when he came in uh, against Chivas in the Clásico, not only in the Copa but also uh, in in league play as well. So this is a player that that you know we 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 can heavily heavily rely on if if he wants to be there. You know he can easily be the next big star for América if he can, you know, to say in Spanish, but si se aplica, you know. To 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 be part of this team and to be and, and to take the responsibility of, of being one of the leaders, going yeah. and, and being one of the more creative players. So definitely, um, uh like our good friend Alan Tomaya said, you know, those two players, he agrees with you. Uh for me, Cordoba is still not done enough. Uh mm-hmm. I don't I don't see what guys see in him. Uh it, this was a position for him to show me something. And I have yet to see anything in regards to him. Dylan, I know you're smiling over there. I- <laughs> Give me, give me a basis as to why there's so much hype to this player, and I'm still yet to be convinced.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, he's shown it. Like, like Christian said, like he was kind of an unsung hero. He was really a, a positive factor coming off the bench for this team. And I feel like whether he comes off the bench or he starts, I feel like he can make a positive impact in in this squad. I mean, shoot, I mean,
0: but what's his role? This is my question. What's his role? Because I've seen him. Play out on the wide. I seen him play on the cam. I seen him playing in the the middle. I don't understand where you guys see this creative, dynamic play that gets to change the
1: game. I mean, I mean, then again, you you talk you talk about him wanting to change the game, but I mean, she there was only so much she could do too with with uh, with this past three these that these past friendlies too. I mean, the team sometimes at times wasn't making a lot of chances. Sometimes they didn't have a pass to make so he had to pass the ball back and then whenever he was trying to go like he'd get fouled sometimes okay. I mean, he didn't I mean, he he he's working with what he's got you got to give him that he's working with what he's got i mean it was the the Pumas game i think he he had a great he had a pretty good cross in the to carlos to carlos vargas but he just didn't make it in the back of the net
0: yeah no he had he had a good cross right there but one cross is gonna make me think, you know. Well, now, I'm, I'm
1: just, I'm like saying, but I'm just saying, like, like, like he's had some positives, like he has. But this again, like, I mean, you you could use the excuse all you want, and I'm not really trying to make the excuse. But this, the squad's pretty limited right now, and you've even said yourself, these youngsters haven't really stepped up. So I mean, he's working with what he's got.
0: Okay, okay, look, this is this is not gonna be fair, but. If I'm trying to make a prediction here, and not a prediction, but more of a comparison, I feel like a Linus would have done more than a Cordoba in these games. And I know that's not fair because maybe the, the talent, talent-wise, you know, maybe they are a bit more far apart and Linus is more of a, more of a special talent than Cordoba is in that sense. And I'm not you know, saying that Cordoba can be any less of Linus or any more, but I feel like in, 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 in an instance, I feel like a Linus would have tried to do more, tried to create more, maybe would have done more. I mean, you also. I mean, that's uh, and, and and that's not fair to say. I know because it, it's it's two different players, but you have to understand, and th- this is what true. some of these players have to understand as well. Coming out of the cantera is that's your new bar. That's the status. That's that's what you have to achieve to, right? That's right. that's literally what you have to go up against, and and you, you're either gonna you're either gonna break it or you're not. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that.
2: No, yeah, I, I understand. I didn't say, but when, but I think when Dylan says though, uh, you know. He he has to do the most when what he's given. You know, you're putting Linus into into a preseason match with you know with basically all starters, and here you have Huero Diaz, <laughs> Diaz, and Henry Martin to try to try to distribute. And you know you have you have a uh, Ruben Gonzalez who's still trying to get into the into the system, so maybe he might be lost a little bit. So you know it's kind kind of unfair, but I do see what you're trying to say though. And Gordova should have done more, you're right, because there were some times where he does look lost and you kinda question what his position is on the pitch and what he's supposed to do. But I think I still think that he can improve and he could be a good option off the bench when we need him. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. So he's
1: gonna, uh, uh, huh? he gonna be our twelfth man. He's you know how then, you, know. <laughs> no, just, you know in basketball they have the sixth man who comes off the bench. He's going to be our 12th man. All
0: right. Okay. I'm. I'll. I'll. He's going to be the Kawhi Leonard of America. Then. No. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: okay. Whoa. 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 <laughs>
0: whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just. I. You guys are putting those terms in. Now, so I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm rolling them as they come. Um. Look. I think it's 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 definitely a player that will have a lot of minutes this upcoming season, um, especially the, uh, I mean, with with the league's up.
1: Not not even that, but let's be honest. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But it looks like Edson's out the door. If Guido goes, I mean,
2: yeah, we're in big trouble. I'm, I'm, yeah, no,
0: I'm, no, I'm, we'll, yeah, we'll I'm we'll get saying. to that right now. We'll get to that because I know a lot of people want to talk about transfers, player rumors, and all that stuff. We'll get to that right now. This is literally our next topic at hand, but. Let's not get too carried ahead and we'll we'll get to that point and we can make those correlations back. But yes, it's a player that I understand and I hope he understands as well, because this is a very important thing that the player needs to understand that he has a pivotal role coming up. Because as as young as he is, it's someone that I think Pyoho has confidence in. And if that's the case, then uh he better be ready to step it up. And you know, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Of course you do. I'm just saying simple as that,
1: of course you do
0: all righty, well, um just last question and and we'll 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 talk uh we'll talk transfers and everything after this, but uh ultimately what uh what does this do what what do all these results mean for the team you know does it affect <laughs> morale does it, it th- does it mean that why are you laughing Dylan?
1: because you said, what does this do, and I'm just like, what does what do <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" So, what is this?
0: What, what do these results do for the team as a whole? The morale, the 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 big game coming up on Sunday. Does, does, does it a play? Does it affect the game? the The mentality of the players in any way, or does it shape them in whatever form? And and how does this affect this team going forward, moving into the Apertura, which, mind you, is less than two weeks away from kickoff, and we're going up against Monterrey. I think. I
2: think morale. Can be affected a little bit, especially for the defense, because that was basically our starting defense. You know, you you just take out Vargas and put in Valdez, but that's basically our starting defense. And to look that bad over three matches, it can be concerning, and especially if you're if you're if you're uh, taking flag from 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 you know from the team and from and from the fans, it can it can get to you, especially you know right before a big game. Um, so you no know, morale can be affected a little bit, but I think this is just for Piojo to kind of see what his bench is going to look like and, you know, what players he can count on when needed.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Definitely. Um, I would say that
0: there is maybe a call for concern inside the squad. Maybe a lot of questions being asked, a lot of fingers being pointed across the room. Were some of these fingers being pointed at Piojo?
2: Um, Yes. Yeah. you, You know, this is... I think you kind of have to start. You know, if you, if you're seeing, you know, because I didn't really, you know, I talked about his his uh, attempt to try to adjust mid game, but you know those those you know adjustments were kind of were kind of weird in a way because like you're trying to put you know Wedo Diaz out out wide. You know, in the book I'm actually starting him out wide, and yeah. then he kind of put him back in the middle, and then put him back out wide. So I'm like, um, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish here, but you know maybe. It's preseason. I know he's trying to experiment and everything, but like, if it didn't work one way, why would you put him back? It just didn't make sense. So, you know, I think he he still needs to refine his system and kind of kind of you know his way to approach this season. Because the way he's doing it right now, we've seen it's not working.
1: Yeah. Okay. Especially because, obviously, like he's the one that's getting the team ready. He's getting the, the he's the one getting the team in shape and you know, getting everything down this and that, but besides the fact that, you know, he's trying different things out, he's he's um, looking at doing different things, but still, you know, you, you got to go back to him a little bit because, or, or a lot really, because this team didn't really seem like they wanted to play this team. didn't really seem like they want to came out and yeah, I know we shouldn't necessarily read into it too much because then again, it is friendlies, but still, you know, just to see this team, the way it was, I mean, it's just, it's, it's frustrating still. Like, like we've been saying.
0: Okay. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. That that's I think that's gonna be interesting. Um, and look, at the end of the day, we'll say it, uh, this much: it is preseason. At the end of the day, if America goes and loses all these games and then comes out champions at the end of the season, no one will even bat an eye as to these results. But if America's poor season flow, a uh, poor preseason flows into the regular season, um, I think a lot of questions will start at some of these games and what went wrong for America at the beginning of the preseason. And uh, so it, it's a slippery slope here for for America and, and for Pio Correra as well. So it should be interesting to see how this team is able to manage with all of this. Obviously, you know, with all the players coming back, you'd expect things to get better.
1: So Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, you, you, you want to see these players come back, you know, after, I guess, I guess I don't know about how we say for the Copa America players, really, but, you know.
0: They just were on holiday they, they, on the bench.
1: It really was. I I don't know what else to say. I don't know why I started talking. Never mind. Just just (laughs) go on. All
0: right, look, we'll leave it at that. Okay, then. So preseason is practically out the way now. So our next match is an official match, actually, even though it isn't played in Mexico. It is the beginning of the Liga MX Apertura, as it is the Campeón de Campeones match. But it is not our next segment. Our next segment is transfer. So we will get to the preview of the Computer the computers match that is going to be this Sunday at Carson, California, at the Dignity Health Sports Park Arena, the home of the LA Galaxy. And uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But beforehand, gentlemen, we have to talk about something really, really big that just happened not so long ago. La Las Aguilas de la América officially made their big signing of the summer transfer window. We finally have a number 10. We finally have what was rumored very heavily at the beginning of the summer transfer window. And now it became a reality. It is none other than Giovanni dos Santos. And he is now officially in club America player. Gentlemen, how do we feel about this? How do we feel about Gio? (laughs) Just give me your, give me your (laughs) two cents on this. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It's a joke for you
2: guys. I guess that's what. Okay. Well, let me. Okay, so when I first heard about this rumor, it was it was weird because I was like, you know, he he would never come to America. You know, he's not. You know, he's not fit. You know, his career has you now been a joke these past couple of years. But know. we talked about it on the podcast before. We said we had a discussion. Would you take Gio? And out of everyone in this panel, I was the only one who said yes. But continue. right, right, right. Okay, okay. So let, yeah. So at first, I was like, no, I don't want. I don't want Gio to do anything with America because you know he's not. I don't think he's the right fit. You know, he hasn't been you know, playing to his level or his potential and, and like the past couple seasons, you know, a bit of a, bit of a party head. So, uh, we, we don't need that right now. Um, you know, rumors are getting stronger and stronger and then, you know, you start hearing things about, you know, him and his commitment to, to the team now, whether that's real or not, I don't know. But what I will say is that, you know, and I maybe speak for 60, maybe 70% of the fan base that he still needs to prove to us that uh that he belongs here. You know, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just right away be like, oh my God, yes, you know, Giovanni dos Santos is gonna be the greatest thing ever. He's gonna come in the starting lineup and you know start tearing things up because, you know, let's be realistic, is that's not gonna happen. You know, little by little, performance by performance, he's he has to try to win me. And like I said, sixty or seventy percent of the fan base over because right now I think the majority aren't convinced yet of Giovanni dos Santos. You know what that's the interesting thing is
0: because it is a very um you know what? At at when it was barely announced as a rumor, it was very kind of 30 thirty. Seventy people percent didn't want him, thirty percent yes. Yeah. Maybe even more. Maybe it was maybe it was like ninety nine one. I was the only one percent <laughs> for Gio. But um it when they officially announce it, it there's this kind of shift and, and it kind of favors now. It's more like a sixty forty situation, maybe even fifty
2: fifty. In you don't know why. It's because he's, he's, he's an America player now. You know, you're not going to turn your back on any America player. And, that, and that's me too. You know, I'm not going to, you know, start bashing him now. But, you know, but then my, my friend was like, don't worry, give him one or two matches, then you'll, you'll, you'll be bashing him again. So I'm like, you know, listen, I still, want, I still want him to succeed. I think that's the overall thing. I still want him to succeed, but he has to win me over yet because he hasn't done it yet, you know. He hasn't played in, what, six months?
0: He hasn't played in six months. He's gone a whole year without scoring a goal.
2: Um, I mean, yes, the numbers are really, really against him. Right, Everything is against him. He has to earn our confidence and our love. But yes, he's still an America player, though, so we still have to back him. And we still have to want him to succeed because, you know, let's, let's not, you know, what is to say Giovanni comes back to his, maybe not to the level he once had, but somewhere close and, you know, maybe he can really compete with, you know, players like Benedetti, you know a player that I think that will shine this season. So you never know. It, it'll be interesting to see how this whole roller coaster pans out. But as of right now, he hasn't convinced me. Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dylan, anything you want to add on this uh, announcement of Gio?
1: To be honest, I'm really on the fence. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding Christian side and then I'm understanding your side. And then I'm just like right here in the middle of things. I mean, it's just like, I'm not, I don't feel convinced, but at the same time, I'm just all like, you know, maybe Biojo can make the best of him in some way, but I, I don't know. Like, I just can't necessarily pick a side. I'm on the fence, and like Christian said, like, he's an medica player. I'm going to back him up still. I want him to succeed no matter what, because if he does, you know, I feel like he can make a good impact on this team, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm just on the fence, like, not I'm right down the middle. So if I had to choose a side between one of y'all, I could not pick that side. To be honest with you. all
0: <laughs> Well, you know, let me let me make my case for for, for Giovinetti. That's, that's, that's something fine. that that's I've I no. mean is that look, yes, granted he's he hasn't had the greatest track record, and I've seen some people say that his his uh, his his trajectory has kind of gone opposite. Started at Barcelona's, kind of you know debunking himself all the way down. Um, but I think this is a big opportunity for him. I think he understands this is a big opportunity for him. And, look, let's face it, he is an Americanista. He yes. knows what it is to play for America because his dad played for America, right? So yes. you're coming into this institution already knowing you've grown up in it. You've known the color since you were a kid. You've seen your dad put on the jersey, right? Obviously, Cicinho being you know a, a good player for us when he played in America, right? It so he he. He, he understands his dad obviously has it plays a big role in his career and in 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 what he does so I, I i think he you know there will be kind of an assurance from 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 that department and his family knowing that you know he's coming to an institution that gave his dad a lot that his dad was able to give back and he has kind of you know a, a debt now with with not just the, the fans but the institution for giving him this opportunity so mm-hmm. I think he has that understanding. Piojo talked to him. There was there, there was a, uh, co- a kind of a confirm that uh, he talked to him a week prior to the announcement that, look, he wants him 100% uh, asserted I- into the club, into the team, that he doesn't want any distractions outside the soccer field. And I think Gio understands it. Look, let's face it. This is Giovanni Santos that's 30 years old. He's about to be on the wrong side of 30 soon, right? Yeah. There's still hope for him to turn it around and there's still hope that he might even make Qatar if he's able to to, to you know kick start his career. He I know I know you laugh That's now. A That's a stretch. That's a okay. Stretch. That is a huge stretch, but isn't that a stretch that he needs to go for? That yes, it is. Needs, needs oh, yeah, to, it is. He to Oh yeah, it is. Implement in his in his in his style, so it's not a stretch for me to say, but it's more of a stretch for him to actually try and reach it. And if he does, guess what? Then we're all on that benefit beneficial factor of it, not just América but the Mexican national team as well, right? So if it's if it's something that uh, that that we need to look at is yes, we need to be very 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 heavy critical of Gio Badi Santos, even more critical than we are than we have been of Nico Castillo. So this is a player that's going to come in and be uh, be looked at refined. Under a microscope, throughout all the minutes that he gets with America, he's going to be mm-hmm. under huge scrutiny. But I think this is where Jill finds the opportunity to to rise from the ashes and, and really become the player that he needs to. He's always needed to be. And let's face it, he is by far one of the most talented players in the league, just alone in the league. So if he can turn it on. He could be he could easily dominate this. He could easily dominate this. And he could easily be the reason why America lives a list another trophy. But he needs to be ready. And I feel that he is at a point in his life where he says, Okay, 30 years old. You know, we can't we, we have to stop treating Gio like a kid. Because we're still doing that to this day. Right? We're still saying, Oh, Gio this, oh this is last chance and this and that. And it, it, making it sound like he's still a a, a 20-something year old. But well, he's not he's sturdy. he's a full grown adult. He knows what he's doing. He needs to have uh, that that understanding. and it and you look at him and and you look at what he's saying, and you look at how he's he's training. he looks like he's a player that's matured and that he knows that this is a huge opportunity for him. And if he can make it work, then he could go down in history as one of the best America players. but it it really all falls to him. and I, 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 I I'm really hopeful, and I do give him the benefit of the doubt at this point. So you know, We'll we'll have to wait and see. But I'm on the personal side, uh, kind of happy
2: and excited. And we finally have a number 10 that's a Mexican. I mean, you know, I I guess just the name, his name, Giovanni Dos Santos, brings excitement. It's just like, I don't know. I think Dylan says it perfectly. You know, you're just on the fence with this guy, you know. Like, everything you mentioned is correct, but ultimately it just falls to him. He has everything to succeed. He has the support of his family, the support of the club, the support of the coach. Now it just all falls to him and, and previous years and then most recent years, he has not lived up to expectations that have been put on by the club, you know, more recently LA Galaxy. So if, you know, it just makes you wonder, you know, you, 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 are living in, in the, in the, in the spot where you've always wanted to live LA, you know, and you know, you couldn't make the most of it, you know, it's kind well, of, what the- reasons did he want to live in LA? Well, you all the party reasons, you know, but that was just last year. You know that was just that was just last year. You know you're you're really talking about a whole 365 days that he's gonna make a complete 180 turnaround and start becoming the best America, uh, one of the best America uh, players ever. You know that's a bold statement. And honestly, it is, if- and it's bold, and I
0: and, and I think at this point, at this stage, of his career, he needs to be bold, or, or he, yeah, you're right. He, he he's not gonna get anywhere. anywhere.
2: Just very very. I don't know, man. It's uh. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see how, how this all, all plays out. But like you said, though, if he can do everything that he sets out to do, if he has the you know full commitment to everything, you know, we could have a special player on our hands, and like you said, he could be that kind of factor to lead us to um, to winning uh winning 14.
1: Alrighty,
0: okay. So um I'm trying to look at my notes here and see what exactly because I think we just we, we nailed everything right <laughs> away without even without even actually wanting to go for it. But it all fell perfectly. Um, but uh, I, I will ask this, though. Giovanni uh, Santos comes in. He's a big name, obviously. But yes. with, with all these kind of injuries and, and the fact that he hasn't played in such a long time, where does he fall in the ranks of America at this point? Does this this he kind of fall into kind of a OK, yeah, he could be a starter right away or someone that comes off the
2: bench. No, definitely off the bench. Yeah, off the bench. And okay. maybe maybe he might not even play matches. I think you know three subs will go by and he'll still be sitting on the bench in some games. I still think you have other players that are deserving of a chance than him.
0: Yeah, obviously. Obviously. But I mean, and here's here's a big one to talk about is who who gets who gets preferred
2: minutes, Menace or Giovanni. At this point, probably Giovanni because Herrera kind of doesn't like Menez and just kind of kind of wants him out. You know, there there were already rumors and reports that Herrera and the, and the club wanted to find Jeremy a new home. It just hasn't come to fruition because no one wants him. So we're kind of stuck with him for six more months. And what he's shown throughout the preseason, I don't think really impressed any of us. Uh, maybe the flashy play against River Plate and maybe one or two against Pumas, but that's pretty much it. Um, other than that, though, I don't think Menes Menez enters in Herrera's plan, so I probably Giovanni gets more minutes than Menes. So Irapuato didn't want
0: Menes. All right. Well, um no, I'm kidding. These people are actually gonna think that was actually true. <laughs> um, okay. I I'd agree. I think he doesn't maybe have a little higher rank than Menez. Um and we'll talk about that uh, on, our, on, on our next uh, week's podcast where we'll preview the whole season as a whole, as we do here on the Eagle Eye podcast. Uh, we'll talk about players. We'll talk about uh, positions and rings and where we see certain players and what players think we, that maybe still need to show more and, and all that stuff. But we'll have you guys a complete rundown, a complete breakdown of all of that next week. So you guys better be prepared for what uh, what's to come because uh, – God knows I'm not, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but uh, it, it should be a good one. Um, so in regards to transfers, Gio was the big one. Gio was the big name that we were expecting. Now the question is, what's next for America in regards to signing? Because, look, we we signed Ruben Gonzalez, and I mm-hmm. think he was, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, he was a player that America lacked last season and I think will be pivotal for America this season. I'll say as to why. Now, it is, he fills the role perfectly of what Joe Corona filled in the Apertura for America. A player that could be dynamic, a player that could come in off the bench or start in a couple of games and could dominate the, the position well. Not saying perfect, I'm not saying he was the do- most dominant player on the pitch, but could do the job right. And I think that's what Piojo needs a man that could do what Joe Corona could do. And Ruben Gonzalez fits; it checks those boxes perfectly. I think mm-hmm. you you compare them side to side. I think they're two players that play very, very similar, and that fulfill the roles that Miguel Herrera wants them to do very well. So I think in that aspect, I like the signing. I like yeah, I've seen, I see what we've seen. Signing. What we've seen is good. I think he's the right player that América needed to add, precisely what we just mentioned: depth, depth yeah. to América's squad. So very important player i think in the future for America throughout the season definitely someone to keep an eye on and uh who knows he could continuously grow he's still somewhat fairly you know not not on the wrong side of 30 i'll, I'll say that much uh mm-hmm. but could be could be a very pivotal player in the in 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 the upcoming season coming off the bench or maybe starting a few games here and there i think that's mm-hmm. that's very important yeah. um but that's it those are the only two names we have i mean Yes, Oria Peralta left, and we've talked about that and as to whether it was good, bad, a betrayal, whatever the case is, that he's gone. And now the question begs is, are we going to bring anyone in? And if we are, are we waiting to sell players? Obviously, the big name being Etan Alvarez leaving to maybe Wolverhampton's or maybe West Ham. Um, Apparently, there's a a proposal from Italy as well. And and Ajax Ajax is still in the race for him. Um, So, I mean... Is it is
2: it easy to write off Edson into into Europe already? I think you have a point, one, 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 uh, point zero, zero 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 one chance he stays. I think I think he's already packing his bags and he's he's gone, guys. He's gone,
0: which is good. This is exactly what we wanted. We wanted Edson to to leave, even though that sounds kind of a wait big, what? Harsh. Hold on, <laughs> no, look. There's certain players that you know are not going to be at the club for a long time, and oh, you no, just you expect them to move on into the European market, into the you know, to continue their 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 football careers outside of outside of America. Edson is definitely one of those players, so we wish him the best of luck. I mean, it's it's not confirmed, but I think it's more it's it's definitely on the nose that he's leaving America. Yeah. Um, most likely, will be announced within what I would say a week. Um because I think yeah. uh look if he's going to a Premier League, some of these Premier League teams are gonna start their preseason already. They want to have him on board. Yeah, um and so you and uh
2: huh? Yeah, so yeah,
1: most of most of the Premier League teams already started, and what were the what were the recent rumors that wolves are in the lead right now for the yeah. signature? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so so I mean he if he's on the plane with Raul Jimenez, then we know where they're going. Yeah. They're, they're they're heading. They're, I have no idea where wolves is at. So they're heading somewhere,
2: out in England. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea too.
0: <laughs> so um, so if that's the case, then and then the n- big rumor now surfacing that uh, Guido Rodriguez might leave as well, which I I don't I don't see it. I don't I see, see this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would maybe be next summer, but yeah. um, but then you also have players that. Mateo Suribe, who also yeah, have been rumored, to leave, as well, rumored yeah. to leave, and you know, question stands there whether or not he, he will continue to stay. And if he does, what kind of player are we gonna get from him? So my question to you is now, gentlemen, with with the mindset of Edson leaving, who do we bring in to replace not just Edson, but to maybe fill in the the shoes of Mateo Suribe or a potential Guido Rodriguez leave?
2: Uh, can you do? I mean, yeah, it's very. With it's the, with very difficult. Very, it difficult is, it is, it is. But uh, you need, you need to bring uh, in someone. Yeah, I mean, and the rumored names are who: Diego Reyes, Hector Moreno, and Nestor Rajo. Like, th- th- those, are, those are center backs. Yeah, for- you know, besides Diego Reyes, but you know, let's not get into that because I don't think he can play the CDM role. But that's a, ta- a a different discussion for a different day. But. You know, other than those three names, you don't have anyone else on the America radar now. God forbid, Mateos and Guido both leave. You know, however, TV if, for yeah. the rest of the season. Like, do are we gonna have to like follow like some team in in Ascenso and let let's see how they do, or like <laughs> it's gonna be very rough if your whole midfield leaves this season. Like, it's uh. Yeah, you can't you can't disrupt yeah. your vertebrae like that. Yeah, exactly. So I that's why I don't think either of them will leave. Guido and Mateos. I think they'll both stay at least until the end of next season. Uh end of the clausura. Um but uh but you know, you're talking about Edson leaving and who do we play who do we bring in to replace. You know, Diego Reyes sounds like the like the like the most, you know player to come in. Um but even then though, you know, there are some reports that are just shooting it down already, you know, saying he has offers from Europe. So, you know, is Diego Reyes really the right fit for us?
0: I like Diego Reyes. I say bring him back to America. I like him, come back, but he's going to play as a center back. He, he's, he cannot play as a defensive mid uh, he, he, he It just won't work. It just won't work in, in the grand scheme of things. But, hey, bring him back as a center back. I think he adds uh, a little bit more coverage than Aguilera does. So well,
1: We're uh, going back to a five, uh, five in the back with Diego Reyes.
0: No, no, we're not going back to the five. Mm-hmm. I think Piojo sticks with his with his back four, but um, I do see Aguilera maybe getting benched.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think
0: that's bold. But now, that's the thing is now there's no other names being yeah heavily rumored to replace. Does that worry us? Yes, and yes, no. that's it's simple. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes okay. and yes, yeah, uh, yeah. because uh, if America isn't really looking, then. They better not be selling, right? I I, I mean, that's the only thing that you can kind of point out to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I will say this, uh, and and maybe you guys can add on to this. Who would you guys like to bring in? That would be reasonable. That would be reasonable. I'm not saying bring in Antonio Conte. Um, Oh, wait, no, that's the manager. That's Uh, a (laughs) manager. Yeah, I don't think he works in the the center defensive. Yeah, no, he doesn't. (laughs) He's, He's fierce. But uh, I I don't think he has the pace. Uh, you know, obviously you're not gonna bring in someone like N'Golo Conte. But um, who would you guys bring in? I I personally uh, I like uh, Boca Juniors center mid uh, Nandez. I think oh, the Nandes. Uruguayan could yeah, come. Yeah, but in he, and... he would never come though. Yeah,
2: right. he's way too expensive, and plus he has offers from Europe already.
0: Man, come to America,
2: come party with us for a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, before he actually went to Boca Juniors, there was one report. From a tier one source in Boca Juniors that America did reach out for uh Fernandez in his former club, but uh but Boca obviously beat America to the signing and I kinda of disappointed because I really like Landis. It was it was supposedly between Landis and I think at the time Mateo Uribe came. I think it's between them oh, okay, and sure, then we okay. and then we got we got a Uribe from Nacional, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was around the time. You know, I still like Landis. I have my one of my close friends is a Boca Juniors fan, so You know, whenever, whenever he likes to talk about it, he always mentions how Ninas is, you know, really tearing it up in the midfield and, you know, I think he'd be a great fit for America. Unfortunately, that's just not realistic at at this point and, uh, and at this point in his career, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard to see who, who would come in. You know, if you're, you're talking in that defensive player, I have no idea, you know, offensively, you know, there was a report just sent out, I think yesterday that Atlanta United is looking to loan out uh, P.T. Martinez. Um, can maybe – can that be a, a player that can – I
1: thought introduce- – I, I, I what's his name? Shot it down. I forgot the manager's name.
2: Oh, the Atlanta United manager? Yeah, he shot it down. Did he shut it down? I yeah. didn't really see, and I should be, really be on top of that. But it is uh yeah, it Yeah, it is, it is kind of the team that I, I follow. But uh, I, I, I haven't seen that report. I mean, I can look into later. But, um, but I know, P.T. Martinez, you know, that – that would be a name to come to America, don't you guys think?
0: But then, aren't you overstacking this America side with too much attacking?
2: Players? You are, you are. But right. what was our what was our our you know our thing that we lacked last season? But that's not the answer to our problem. Our, our problem is our, our our our
0: literal midfield. That that's is, if, if you have no midfield, <laughs> you're, 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 it doesn't matter how many forwards you got. It if you don't have someone mm-hmm. to plug in that gap. In that hole, then you're gonna get run down no matter what. No, 100%. give me Jonah. Jonah, I mean, give, yeah, give
1: me Jonah. You, you gotta wait. You gotta you wait. Ivan, you, you always, you always said you need, we need more Mexicans in the club. So there you go. I,
0: I'm, I do not back away from a Jonah.
1: I will say. I this would love. To, look,
0: look, look If a, Giovanni dos Santos a, s- succeeds in America, I 100% assure you that Jonah is in next season.
2: I already so feel though. like I, I already feel like there's already something planned for Jonah coming. Don't don't We're forget wrong. that he, he was very close to coming to America before going to the galaxy. Yes, yeah. correct. And one of the main reasons why he ended up going to the galaxy was because of Gio. Wait, pause. Uh someone correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't his contract up, Jonathan? Yes. Isn't this his last season and then December he'll mm-hmm. be your agent? Yeah. And well not December. That, um, are you sure? cuz there were there was already
0: the MLS is tricky in in, in contract questions. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that, that's why yeah, I am like... But as soon as the season's over in a the sense, M- yes.
2: Okay, so because you know, Liga MX teams are allowed to make moves and you know in in that 3 week period that we have. So, you know, there were already rumors and reports and Look, we're to get, get ahead, ahead of right now, man. What yeah, I, just, I, right just, now? Okay. I don't get ahead. Of myself, this- but Let's hope that Guido and Mateos don't leave because if they do leave, then I think we should just chalk this season as an L boys. I mean, I wouldn't be so drastic to that, but yes, I, I mm, I'll be that. Drastic.
1: Drastic. You, you've been drastic before, Ivan. I have.
2: Mr. Fournell
1: yes. every match. For real.
0: <laughs> All righty. Well, that's the transfer rumor and that's the transfer mill. That's what we have so far. Giovanni Santos coming in. And this is obviously the biggest name. And then we don't have anything official about any players leaving, only rumors. But if you guys want anything official or anything in regards to news, make sure you guys do follow us on all our social media platforms as we guys ha- we'll guys keep you guys up to date throughout this whole trans- transfer window and the beginning of the season as to what players come and what players go and all of that. So you guys can follow us at Resaca America. Underscore US for Instagram and at Resaca America US for Twitter information for all your latest and greatest Club America news in English. Make sure you guys do follow us on all those platforms. So, gentlemen, without further ado, we're coming to the end of the podcast and we still got to get through two last segments here. And the biggest one being the Campeon de Campeones matches this upcoming Sunday in Carson, California at the Dignity Health Sports Park Arena. America will be facing off Tigres in a match to decide who is the champion of champions in Liga MX. Will it be America? Will it be Tigres? Will it be the Apertura champs? Or will it be the Clausura winners? Gentlemen, how are we feeling about this game? How are we coming into this game? Optimistic, uh, a little bit worried. What is the overall feeling around the America camp that you guys think is going on in regards to this game? And question, will we be seeing in Giovanni Santos make some minutes in this game? Or will we potentially just only see him on the bench of his what used to be his home stadium at uh, the LA Galaxy Stadium?
2: Um, I think the overall mood heading into this match is, you know, I think the the players that are coming back are gonna take this, you know, very serious. Um, how I'm feeling personally, uh, I don't know to be honest. You know, if, if my starting lineup is what it is, you know, you have players who haven't really, you know, done a preseason, so it can be a little bit iffy. But overall, I think I think it should be a great, a good match. Still, you know, you know, playing Tigres is always always a good match. So, I'm looking forward to it. Um, can we win it? I think we can. It's just everything has to click for us that night. And, you know, as of late, things haven't been clicking for us. So, it can be a toss-up.
0: And, you know, I think the thing that we have to remember is that some of these players coming back from preseason are only going to have a couple of days at most at practice with, with the squad. So, you're not going to have that perfect gel of chemistry. Maybe not even for the first week of the apertura. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I can't remember where. Somebody was supposed to be back today. There's gonna be another player back Thursday and two players back Friday. Can't remember where I saw that, but I saw that somewhere. I can't remember the names either.
0: Um, I believe tomorrow we have Bruno for sure, incorporating himself and Nico. and I believe uh and I believe so Mateo Soribe and Roger Marchesin. I believe is the one who gets here Friday. Um, alongside- no, I thought I thought
1: Marchesin's already been with the team because he didn't take vacation. I thought.
0: No, he didn't, but I don't know how that, how the scheduling thing was. I know Nico's back in Mexico.
2: Yeah, Nico's, yeah. Nico's
0: back in Mexico. And he will be there Sunday. And he will be flying out. I think the team, I think he gets there Friday, no?
1: I can't remember, to be honest. Look, man, really we, are,
0: we, we just claim to have all this information about America, and we don't even know when these players are getting to the damn team. The thing uh, is,
1: I, I, I gave you days. I didn't give you names. You, you're the one that started bringing up names. The thing
2: is, everyone will be there besides Guido Rodriguez, as he is suspended for this game. He cannot play this game because he got a red which, card. Play on. Which
0: is good because that means you don't miss him out on the first day. Of exactly.
2: Of, of, of league play. So mm-hmm.
0: I'm fine with um, it. So he his vacation just got extended. I guess he was happy about
2: that red card, right? Um mm. <laughs> He probably he probably planned this before he was like, you know what, let me get a red card this so I don't have to play this can't be on the come in this match to get an extra vacation in. He definitely planned this.
0: Conspiracy theory here. Um either way, look, at the end of the day, um it's not enough time. Not enough time for these players to incorporate themselves. I I'd be surprised if we even see all of them start, to be honest.
2: Oh um,
0: I, I I don't see how America comes into this game with a full star-studded lineup.
2: <laughs> <coughs> you, don't <laughs> you don't want to see
0: my lineup then. <laughs> no, because I, I I'm gonna ask for it right now. But I think I'm being realistic here. But I, I, Pioho could just chuck him in, right? That's hey, a whole try. different story. But I I the way I see it, I don't think America is favorites to win this game. We're not favorites. Um, I don't think we're in no condition to actually even claim for favoritism in this game. <laughs> um, I, I just see us struggling a lot. I see us struggling a lot this Sunday. Um, but is it winnable? Yes, of course it's winnable if you have the right mindset and if you, you know, if, if you go out there and you and you put yourself to the task at hand, then yes, you can go out there and and, and play this man for man and come out with the result. But it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. tactic wise, I I think we could see. To be honest, I don't know what we're going to see. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's no indication in these past three preseason games that I can be like, yes, at least I know what exactly. tactics Jokos was trying to use. Yeah. I, this was worse than my Sunday pickup games. <laughs>
2: it was bad.
0: It, it was really that bad.
1: I mean, like, because, like, we even said it, we're talking about the family, like, we were we weren't given an identity this team's going to play with. We weren't given any ideas of how this team's going to start the season. And so it's just it's just all in question now. Like if we're talking in theory of how this team's to come out Sunday.
0: So you know what? Give
2: me your lineup. Give me give me your lineup question. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have uh, Marchesine, Net, uh, Pablo Aguilar, Aguilera, Bruno Valdez, and Jorge Sanchez. Um, I have Ruben Gonzalez and Mateo Zuribe. Uh, on the wings, I have Renato Ibarra, Andres Ibarguen. And up top, I have Nico Castillo and Henry Martin. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how you put Nico in there, but okay. Um,
1: Dylan, do you change anything? Just give me a quarter of the in that lineup and we'll be solid somewhere in that lineup.
0: That seems a little bit more reasonable for me. Um okay, look, I I I guess yeah, I can see it. I can see it. It's a far stretch, but I can see it. Um
1: how far of a stretch is it? Can you can you give us a distance?
0: I, I mean, if we're talking like I don't know, somewhere over there, man. <laughs> it's, it's an upper 90 save. That's as much of a stretch it is. Um all right, but look, if if that is the case, then I think we should we should put a good game out in regards to Tigres. I, I think, man for man, we would be in competition with them. Um, but what do you guys want to see from America in regards to to Sunday?
1: Identity,
2: Identity. playing style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I th- no, I think those oh, go just, hand in hand. I mean, like we just want to see them have actually, you know some. I just want, I want them to play to for us to know that you know they're actually there to do something. If they're just there to kind of just pass time and treat treat this as another preseason game, then you know then you know alarms are going to start going off and I have no idea what to expect with this team in the upcoming season if they're going to treat a game like this, which you know granted it's not the most important game, but it's still an important game and you are playing an important rival. So you know you should take it serious, and if the players don't, then that just raises questions.
0: Okay, alrighty. Now I agree. I, I want to see so- a sense of identity, a sense of a clue of what this <laughs> team is going to play for this season. Um, so, with that said, give me your guys' prediction for Sunday. Wait, before that, before that, uh, I know this has been heavily rumored, but do we see Giovanni Santos get some minutes here? Oh
2: no, see. So- he- he has no minutes. That's for yeah. sure. That's Confirmed. for sure. 100% yeah. from no thousand minutes. 1,000%. Yes. Okay. Yeah, remember, so,
1: remember, I told, remember I told you too, Ville Escobar said that he probably wouldn't see anything to the second jornada.
0: Well, there you guys have it. There you guys have it. Giovanni
2: Santos will not be playing against Tigres. In also, this another name we haven't really mentioned, Benedetti. Benedetti most likely will not get minutes either on Sunday.
0: So why are we even going to go play? Uh, that's my question. Why are we even going to go play at this point if our team is to play? Are not going to be on the pitch? And everyone else who's just tired and has just came back from preseason and has the same belly as me when I eat three gancitos, going to be stepping on the pitch?
2: Because we have to? You know, the fact that the league started this early, it's just... Yeah, that's just, it's very questionable. How do you start... You know, your league, you know, a couple of weeks after a big international tournament. That just makes no goddamn sense to me.
0: Uh, We'll have to wait and see. All righty, then. Well, with that being the case, give me your guys' prediction for Sunday's match.
2: America wins in penalties.
0: Okay. Dylan?
1: Yeah, penalties. Surprisingly.
0: America wins in penalties. All right. I was going to say.
1: uh... 1-1 after 90. We won one
0: one one after 90 okay i was gonna say that giovanni santos scores a uh gold cup-esque type of goal in the like 118th minute of the match and wins it and is automatically proclaimed as an america hero but unfortunately since he is not going to be on the pitch and there's uh, no extra time in this match so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm already trying to add new rules and regulations to this company the campeonis. uh no yeah um yeah america takes it in penalties Mm-hmm. I I think that's, a, that's one of the what are the first times we've ever agreed on anything on this podcast <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> especially score wise wise uh but I may get to take it in penalties you can well, either take well, that wait, to wait, the wait. bank or not
1: what, what, what's the uh, what's the uh, the score after 90 if it's going to penalties
0: um i'm going 7-7 uh Damn. each one of them gets gets a touchdown and uh <laughs> no uh I, I think easily at most one one Zero zero. Yeah, it's. Okay. I I don't expect it to be a very intense, highly driven match. Expect for a lot of dull, slow moments. Remind mind yourselves that this is also preseason for Tigres, so they're not a hundred percent there yet. So do not expect uh, the fireworks to be shown in the first couple of minutes. This will take a game. This will take time for the game to pick up, and uh, well, I mean. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, we will have you guys covered for that game on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys do follow us on our social media platforms. Unfortunately, we for those of you asking, we will not be going to the game live. Unfortunately, there was um, uh, a bit of a space issue and all that stuff. But uh, it, it is okay. We we understand. And uh, although well, we are maybe a little bit bummed out of the situation, we are very grateful and happy to continuously be able to bring you guys coverage. Um, of America, and we know that this will not be the last opportunity that we get. So, we again, thank you guys so much for giving us this opportunity and this platform to be able to bring you guys all this great, wonderful content. And uh, whilst we may not be literally live at the stadium, we will be having you guys covered throughout the whole 90 minutes and more if this game does go to penalties on social media platforms. So you guys do follow us on Sunday for all the great coverage in regards to that game. Gentlemen, anything else you want to add about this campeon, the Campeones match?
2: I hope we don't make a fool of ourselves.
0: Okay, well that's uh that's going to be hard not to. <laughs> yeah.
1: Basically the same thing. Like I, I I again like I just I want the team to go out and play good. Win or lose.
0: Win or lose. Win or lose. righty. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the podcast and with like I mentioned, it is time to talk briefly, although they do deserve more time lady aguilas here on the podcast gentlemen the ladies actually came into this preseason with an agenda to actually go out and win some of these games and they by god they did it so with that uh what can we say about these ladies that we haven't said so in the past it's 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 phenomenal to see that some of these players actually can perform better than some of the men out in uh and, and really, hats off to the ladies for the preseason that they had out there in Chicago, Illinois, and in the uh, around the Chicago area. Uh, they they performed well. They scored, and even when they were down, they seemed to fight and came back and turned the game around. Well, what could we say about these ladies coming into this uh, this, this season, which actually the, their uh, their season kicks off this Friday. Although they do have a bye week, which means that they won't play until next week, uh, it does mean that uh, their opportunity is set to kick off. What what uh, what can we what can we say that we haven't said
2: already about these uh, these ladies? The new squad is good there's a lot of people that came in and you know and it would it would one of the questions would be like how how well can they adapt to the system and how quickly can they do it and will they be efficient and you know I think these preseason games gives us a little bit of a little bit of a scale and you know what's to come and you know so far it's been positive and I just hope they they continue it Dylan.
1: Yeah, most definitely too. Um, you know, just want them to keep grinding grinding. I know they have a probably have a sour taste in their mouth after uh their their exit in the Ligia against Digidas uh, which was not very pretty for them either. So um just having that in their in their mindset too. I know they want to grind and keep getting better every day and um going forward and, and hopefully to make it to the championship run again.
0: Already, already, yeah. Um I mean, a lot of questions will be asked also about some of the teams they played and, you know, how much of a competition they really are. But I think overall the ladies had a good challenge in front of them. And, uh, yes, Christian, you said it right. So, you know, a lot of new faces, a lot of new additions, something that we'll talk about more next week on the podcast when we when we talk about, you know, their their season preview as well. But, um, you know, big big news coming out of the ladies' camp is that uh, – Lucero Cuevas's sister, correct? If, if right? Uh what's your name? Cassandra. Cassandra. There you Cassandra. go. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Cassandra. Look, you Don't already left and I'm already forgetting off. you. Cassandra. Uh Cassandra Cuevas has left for uh has left America to go join Cholos. And ladies and gentlemen, this this Cholo squad is looking very, very uh, they're serious. Yep, they're very, very interesting about this season for the Liga MX feminine. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, very sad news, Dylan. I know this is, uh, something that, uh, is, is gotten you, uh, grinding your gears towards, uh, towards America really badly. Um, obviously a big player, big, crucial player last season, one of our most talented players. Um, and to see her go, it, it does leave a better sweet taste in your mouth.
1: Yeah, it does. You know, it's just, it's just with some of the signings that we got to, you just don't know if if you can necessarily get the same that you got from her. But then again, it's kind of I think in a, in a way it's a long stretch to say that too because we don't actually get to see games week in and week out too here in the states. But you know it's 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 frustrating to see her leave the team, especially after you're seeing some other key players the far the part such as Cecilia Santiago and and then uh, Diaz two uh, like not too long after after their season ended in La um, and also, out there leaving too. I think she went to Pachuca, if I'm not mistaken. And, and then, obviously, you get you make like ten signings, what what it seems like. Um, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see too. Um, at the end, of, at the end of the day, and um, whenever we get a chance to catch them on when uh, we see the deportes or something.
0: Yeah, definitely. So in the ladies we trust, I uh, remember whenever they play, make sure you guys do show your support and love by hashtag by tweeting out the hashtag Lady Aguilas and uh, making sure that the ladies know that we are in full support and behind them throughout this whole season. So in the ladies we trust, in the institution, we shall see uh, because all these new sightings, there's got to be something to it. There's a reason why these preseason games happen and why they gelled the way that they did. And now it's time to prove it and show it on the pitch. Of course, players like Santiago, like Peralta, like Diaz, like Cuevas will be missed heavily in America, but I think now it is up to the girls that are left to really fill in those shoes and uh we have a player coming back from injury vivian um yes Yes. she's coming back and she looks like she's hungry like she's determined to to return and and she has this kind of vengeance in her to go out and, and and pick off right where she left off so uh Big, big, uh, big things to come from the ladies, I think, this season. And we'll get into more of that next week, we promise you guys. So for those of you who are listening for the ladies' news, we will have much more of an in-depth coverage on them next season as we preview their upcoming Apertura alongside with the men. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've come to the end of this podcast. We won't keep you guys here any longer. Gentlemen, anything else you want to talk about or add on before we sign off?
1: I think I'm good. Yeah, I, th- I think we're good, too. I think uh, everything else needs to be said for next week's podcast.
0: Definitely. All right, so make sure you guys stay tuned for next week's podcast, whether you come and join us live here on our new home in La Resaca Americanista's YouTube uh, channel or whether you're going to be catching this on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Make sure you guys do tune in as we will have an in-depth preview of both the men's and the ladies' Uh, Apertura season to come, we will be talking about predictions, about objectives, what's realistic for this team, and what we expect each one of them to come out at the end of the season, which, hint, spoiler alert, it most likely will be a title. So we'll have to wait and see what we have in store for that, but I hope you guys are excited because we will have an in-depth coverage and an in-depth show in regards to that aspect, so we will be giving, giving you guys as much as much information as possible, so make sure you guys do come back next week live on the podcast. Podcast As always, on Tuesdays, even though I know today is a Wednesday, we did have to make some re- some arrangements because America did play yesterday, but we will be back on our regular time, on our normal time here, like I mentioned, on our new home, La Resaca Americanista. So thank you to them for being such a wonderful, wonderful host and pre- being able to present the podcast. And thank you to everyone who came out tonight, uh, who joined us, whether you guys uh, were out here in the United States or in Mexico, that I, I know we have some viewers from over there now as well. And we do try to cater to you guys. Uh, So if you guys do not speak English, um, we hopefully you guys can appreciate what we're trying to do, what we're trying to kind of instill here and kind of incorporate you guys into our community as well. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out here as always. Greatest time of the week and uh, always a fun and pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, Christian, thank you. Dylan, thank you.
1: Thank you to everybody. Thank you. Thanks to all the people who listen to.
0: Thank you to everyone on the chat. Thank you to everyone listening. We will have uh, plenty more to talk about. And as always, make sure you guys follow us on uh, all our social media platforms. Like I mentioned, again, that is at Resaca America US and at Resaca America underscore US for Instagram. We have you guys covered for everything on Sunday? That game is live at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, correct?
2: No. No?
0: Or is that 2 p.m.? Or is it at two Pacific time? I it is an early game. I, I, I that's all I remember.
2: I think you're confusing it. I think because you know, remember there's two games that that, that day and
0: oh sorry, um yeah. excuse me, you're right. The game is at six p.m. Pacific time, there you that go. is eight p.m. central, nine uh eastern. So mm-hmm. you guys can catch that live uh on Univision and uh, you guys can catch it on Twitter with us as well at Resaco America US. So without further ado. That has been the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week, as always, here on the Resaca America YouTube page for the Eagle Eye Podcast. Gentlemen, as always, have a wonderful night. Everyone, have a wonderful night. We'll see you guys very, very soon. And as always, Arriba America.